The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Once again, you know, and on time this time. Yeah, on you time, <laughs> on the road. Uh, on the road again. Soon out of sight because, unfortunately... Don't say it like that. It's not like we're leaving them without... No, we're leaving. This is the last episode, guys. See this you next time. This is the last episode. See no, you I'm never. We're, we're starting a new podcast all about cheese. We're going to talk about just cheese. Hey, man, what kind of cheese do you like? Gouda, what do you, kind of cheese do you like? I like that. Mo feta the better. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to say that at some point. Uh, 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 no. Sweet dreams are made of cheese. Who am I? <laughs> I'm sorry. I am on vacation, uh, unfortunately, for like a week and a half. Well, not unfortunately. It's right, you fun. keep saying unfortunately, like, yay, you're going on vacation. Uh, yay, we have backup episodes for you guys, so we don't just leave you hanging with no material. <laughs> yeah, we won't, pro- we won't have another update weeks next week, uh, but we'll probably have something. Yep, we'll probably have some sort of uh, movie stuff for you guys. So yeah. Spoilers, trash talk, something I don't something know along if those lines. we'll have anything on the weekend of New Year's. Right, right. But we warned everybody that we were actually going to take a week off. Uh-huh. Like uh, like a week off, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's Although it's going to feel weird. <clears throat> it's going to feel weird when we come back. Because I come back on January 2nd, which will be very, very late. Uh, which is a Sunday, so that kind of fits into the schedule just fine. Right. And then I'm going to be here till Jan 18th, or maybe like around that time, so I got... I got. I have two different starting dates for schools, because mm. I have two different schools. Fine. So, yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Vacation, skipping week, maybe, not really. Puppy play going on upstairs. It's quiet now, though. It is quiet now, yeah. That's scary. I don't know oh. if that's... It's a sign. There's a quiet before the storm. Oh, we saw Spooderman I'm Lost uh, this weekend. Oh, yes. Spooderman I'm Lost, a.k.a. Spider-Man No Way Home. Please go see it. Please go see it. Please go see it. It's I like can't... We can't super, spoil anything. Best superhero movie ever. We'll probably have a spitting spoilers out maybe this weekend. Or... Definitely this week. <clears> like, <throat> either in the middle of the week or... Uh, I'm talking about the next upcoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Either in the middle of the week or on the weekend. Well, we also have the bad present evil to do, too. I know. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Should we do the trash talk first? Should we do the spoilers first? We'll figure like, it out. I know. Um, But, yeah, go see that. We can't really say anything about it. Yeah, our weekly recommendation is just that. It's yeah. Spider-Man. Uh-huh, no because way there, there really wasn't any anything else that competed with it. Uh, the other movies that are coming out this, well, have come out and we still, and are coming out like tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, today, whatever time it is. Nightmare Alley came out already. We need to see that. Matrix 4. Matrix 4 is coming out tomorrow. Sing 2 comes Sing- out tomorrow. No, you didn't do it right. You wrote it all the way Sing- like this. Sing 2. Thank you. Comes out tomorrow. That's going to hurt some people's ears. <laughs> um, and then King's Man comes out tomorrow. 
as well. But we got some depressing news about that. It's like, just the critic reviews, but the Google re- user reviews also was like up. So they said it could, send it to the Gulag, and then could, they did. It could it could be just mixed, like Matrix Four is right like now. Y- yes, exactly <laughs> like you. Um, <clears throat> but we ha- we'll have to see till tomorrow because that's when all the critic stuff comes out. Well, not critic, the audience stuff comes out about it. You know what? And like before we get started on the news, because we're all done with everything, I just want to advise you to not type in puppy play to Google Images. Just don't. No, we meant by like the four puppies that you have upstairs. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. But like Uh when you Googled puppy play for puppy play photos. No, I knew what it was going to come up with. No, I screamed audibly. I said, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't have Google filters on. Like, don't do it. (laughs) I knew what it was going to come up with. And then it came up and I got scared. And even when he typed in SFW puppy play, it still did not help. In fact, we got animated ones. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like, I'm horrified. Uh, But. On a lighter, better, lighter, more sophisticated, <laughs> less note. sexual note. Yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, newsworthy stuff. I mean, it could be. Se- you know what? Never mind. No, we're not going to get into this. We're not. Um, because somebody <laughs> will think about this, and they can keep it to themselves and the other people in that community. But as of right now, scientists. You know, lovely scientists, right? Yeah, like uh, Professor X. Yeah, and 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 Doctor Doom and uh, <laughs> and and Tony Stark. No, he's not. He's not. A, no, he is a scientist. He's not alive. <laughs> <laughs> His legacy lives uh, on, but he's he's still dead. Well, no, unless, I literally looked at Brandon. Oh, I um, can't even say this out loud. I can't even say this out unless loud. Unless you check. Because it's going to spoil Spider-Man. Like, I, yeah. I just cannot say it. But at one point, when... Was, uh-huh. You know, yeah. Yeah, like, I went, I'm not feeling so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> and my friend literally looked at me. Like, Brandon literally looked at me, and he was like... Do not! <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm sorry, man. It was perfect timing. Like, it was great. It, it was great timing. Like, he was laughing so fucking hard. Uh, no, Pretty awesome. but scientists in our reality have taught a Petri dish of brain cells, I guess, to play Pong faster than an AI. Why do I feel like this is going to be turned into an anime? I, <laughs> there's a video of it, though, if you want to watch it. It's like article. life. Because <laughs> that's like all I'm picturing uh-huh. whenever I hear pe- growing something out of a petri dish and it playing games like that. Oh, you mean it's like a little jelly fluid monster? Yeah, yeah. Until it like you know encapsulates <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and then shit goes haywire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was the first one to die. Uh, Wasn't he? was he? Yeah, he was the very first one to die in that film. That's hilarious. He got his entire like insides like eaten alive. Like, while it was inside of him, you could see it, like, crawling around under his skin, and then it, like, I think came up out of his mouth again. Yeah, something like that. It was yeah. fucked up, and it creeped me out mm-hmm. for a long time. So, apparently, they, a few brain cells in a Petri dish that are already performing much better than a video game in, in AI can, uh, which is pretty interesting, and this is a team in Australia that's been growing these small puddles of brain, and now one of them has learnt... Learnt. Learnt. <laughs> oh, this person hasn't learnt anything in school. No, they no, actually no. wrote learnt. But it's not. It's not correcting it. It's past tense. Learnt. That's a word. I. I am. I am dumbfounded. That's by ebonics. It. Yeah. Learnt. <laughs> I can't. No. It's in. It's in my head now. Uh. It's learn. 
Learned. I, I can't deal with this. What's the past tense? Of learn. Learn. Learned. Learned. But I guess with an ed. Learned yeah, like past tense. I don't know. It's it, it's done that to play pong, and it's pretty impressive. I looked at it. It's pretty. It's pretty cool how it did it. Uh, Cortical Labs is a company working on integrating biological neurons with your more traditional silicone-based computing hardware. So essentially, we're getting brain computers now. Uh, <laughs> they grow brain cells on microelectric uh-huh. arrays so the cells can be stimulated. Yeah, so neuron, neuron, yeah, neuron network, neuron yeah. networks. Uh, so hybrid chips are said to be able to learn and restructure themselves to be, get past problems, like stopping a sneaky ball that wants into your goal. Uh, yeah, the AIs typically take 90 minutes to learn Pong, whereas the what they call the dish brain uh, managed to have done it in five. Dish brain TM. Yeah, they managed to do it down to five. So, yeah. This is like that, that episode of uh, um, Love, Sex, and Robots uh, mm-hmm. when the yogurt took over. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> it became sentient because yeah, of the, yeah. the uh, super organisms that were growing inside of it. Exactly, but like now it's the brain uh-huh. petri dish. The brain, yeah. the brain dish, whatever they call Dish brain. So, essentially, they use electrical signals to communicate where the ball is in-game to the dish brain. Neurons could then move the paddles to collide with the ball. Uh, so, yeah, they turn, They just made uh, single brain cells learn how to play against a, compu- a, a computer game and win. Uh, just like that. So, the brain is really impressive. Really, really impressive. Cyborg brains. Uh-huh. We're, we're getting... <laughs> it's coming somewhere. I, I, I'm not exactly sure what this could mean in the future, but uh, it's probably going to be another, like, decade or so before this, like, fully integrates into something bigger. But it's it's a step somewhere. Um, speaking of steps and going somewhere... I talked about this show a while ago. It's called The Shrink Next Door on Apple+. Plus. Uh, I actually finished it because it's a limited series and it ended uh, last Friday. And honestly, I, I thought it was a really nice ending. I really liked the show. What are you doing? Uh, Using the... the Oh, the side of your mouse to type in hot, uh, buttons? hot pad yeah, okay. like on the side of my mouse. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, now I gotta read out this entire thing. Seven, seven, eight, one, four. It's okay, gone. it's gone. <laughs> uh, but the shrink next door, which features Will Ferrell and uh, Paul Rudd, who Paul Rudd plays a psychiatrist. This is based on real life. It's based on Isaac Hershkoff. Yes, Isaac Hershkoff, Doctor Isaac Hershkoff, who actually uh, basically pawn not pawned i can't think what the word is uh scammed scammed and conned a patient of his marty markowitz played by will ferrell in the actual uh show but based on real life he scammed him out of like three million dollars over the course of 30 years and this is also a doctor who also has treated gwyneth paltrow and courtney love irl or uh, no real life this is the real life person uh, and he's also done this to them too. He's also been accused of exploiting a former patient uh, as out of also twenty million dollars at some point, uh, which is insane. So the the at the end of the f- show, it shows that he law he got his license revoked uh, in 2021 when a lawsuit that Marty Markowitz, after like ten years of filing, finally got it to get appealed, uh, happened. And so what did he do wrong? What. The, the doctor? Yeah, exactly what he, he did wrong. Lit- I, I know it says 16 charges of misconduct, including negligence so, and moral unfitness. Through, but, like, what did he do? Through the show, he manipulated and messed with the peop- with his patients' brains into 
making them sign over like living wages, like re- like the stuff of their own houses, the leases of their own house, a bunch of shit. Like in the show itself, and this is actually based on the real thing that happened. Marty Markowitz had his his estate his estate given by his family, which he owned his own company, literally taken almost away from him. Like two thirds about of the company taken away from him by Ike Hirschkoff because he like manipulated him into giving over that much sum. I know, but I just want to know how he did it. Like how? To, like, am I just gonna he, have to like fucking look he, it up or something? He he. Since he was a psychiatrist, he was able to basically kind of like worm his way into their life making it feel like they need him essentially giving them a stockholm syndrome stockholm syndrome on them to make it feel like he would also tell them to like stop talking to your family so they wouldn't like help not help not help you but like they're a toxic relationship that oh, you don't need and stuff okay, like that okay. so like so like swindling old ladies almost, uh-huh, you know what i mean like Marty, except he did it with actual people actual people and and stole bun- uh, millions of dollars from them in the process of doing it marty hadn't seen from the show i don't know if this is like real life but it's probably around the same time he never talked to his sister again for 27 years because of ike saying that he was in a toxic relationship when in reality she was going through the hardest thing in her life at the moment where her husband was having an affair and needed him there and she had children and he just left her left them essentially because that's what his doctor told him to do yeah. So not only was it just affecting their 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 financial sense, it was all affecting their family and the stuff and social sense as well. So that's that, nuts. Yeah. And so he tried to get his license back uh, for some reason after this whole debacle. And no, he loses the bid to get his medical license back. So that's the big, that's essentially what it is. And this is what it says. The state review board in its ruling this month said the doctor lacks insight into his misconduct, exhibiting, exhibiting no, no remorse. remorse and continues to believe he, he said, behaved. and I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Appropriately. So the panel found that ne- neither retaining nor medical education would help Hirschkoff t- or protect the public from his Okay, egocentricity. Mm-hmm. Because he believed he... In the show, I don't know if... They did a decent way of portraying him, but he was really greedy about what he wanted and what he got from the from his patients and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that's it. A true, a true con man down uh-huh, in the sun. Uh-huh. Very, very true con man. At first, I don't think he... And, w- it's, by, and it's played by 2021's Sexiest Man Alive. Mm-hmm. By Paul Rudd himself. Which, in gray hair, mind you, he still looks sexy as fuck. I don't doubt that. No. They... You know, I'm not a George Clooney fan. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he has gray hair. It's because I think he's just not hot. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, old, like... From Dust Till Dawn, George Clooney, like, that was just, like, that was peak George Clooney for me. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, like, he looks good in this fucking movie. But, uh, I digress, I digress, you know? I cannot spell his name. Wait, no, G- I was spelling it right. G-O-R-D, yeah. It's my dad's name. Except I don't spell the last name right. There we go. Okay, yeah, I see it. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that, and his hair was still like a little bit like salt and pepper in that How movie. How old was he in that? How old is he now? Sixty. So that movie came out 1996. Oh geez, I'm not good with like short like math on I that. I mean, I'm 27. I was born in 94, so. 27. Okay, so 60 minus 27. 
great. <laughs> no, 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 no. For 94, so it would be two years less. So 20, oh, okay. 25, 25 years, it's easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He was 35. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, but we're moving on to actual, like... Movie, movie, movie news. This is the big movie news. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man. Like we Spider-Man said, we're, we're going to be nonstop Spider-Man, talking about Spider-Man for the next couple weeks. Spider-Man and I can just No feel Way it. Home. You know, and I have not watched the Hawkeye series. <laughs> no, I haven't, but I've heard good things about I've it. I've heard good things about it, too. Mm. And I have friends who get mad on Facebook. They're all like, why isn't anybody watching the, the Hawkeye series? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how many fucking episodes it has out. You know what I mean? It like, has... Is it done? Like, it's uh... just... I really Shit. have no idea, you Hold know? On. It's on episode six. I think it only has six episodes. Oh, yeah? I might be wrong. It says five on here, but that's not right because it's on the sixth episode. It's probably five because the sixth one no, has... It's no, it's only six episodes. I know. I'm saying that the sixth one hasn't come out yet. It says okay. TBA, to be announced. So, yeah, it only has six episodes. The last episode comes out tomorrow. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, ooh, we got Kingpin in there. Ooh, Okay. So it's actually tying some stuff into the the the, the Netflix show. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Kinda like. We can't say it. I know. I, I stopped it. myself. Okay. I stopped. I was like, all right, just go see Spider Man, guys. Yeah. Anyway, Spider Man, uh, No Way Home has swung across a record breaking two hundred fifty three million domestic weekend box office debut and earned another three hundred thirty four point two million internationally to claim a global total of five hundred eighty seven point two million dollars on its opening weekend. Also, it like, is the, now the highest it, rated Marvel MCU film of all time. It is secured the third biggest domestic opening of all time, <clears throat> pandemic or otherwise. And I and I, I'm talking about like of all time. This is the third biggest movie of all time. It it is behind uh, it. Oh, the latest Spider-Man film surpassed Star Wars: The Force Awakens at 247 for an opening, but failed to reach the heights of Avengers: Infinity Wars 257 or Avengers: Endgame 357. So, I think it did fantastic. Oh, it did amazing. Are you kidding yeah, me? Like, from the, from what I've seen, from what the people, it might actually overpass, even, like surpass the bo- the box office for Endgame. You understand I, what I'm I saying? I want to show you a review that kind of made me upset. Hold on. And I do not like the vulture because, uh, hold on, I can type it his name because I remember it. I think is how you spell it. I don't know. I fucked it up. Hold on. I think that's how I spell it. Nope. I will find it. There was a vulture review on this uh, about Spider-Man. Uh, let me see if I can find it. No. God, fuck. This is not what I need. Spider-Man No Way Home. Vulture review. No. 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 Yes. I think this is it. Yeah, there you go. You Ew! See? Yeah, yeah. This is the guy I was trying to Bilge, take. Bilge, yeah. uh-huh. fuck you. Uh-huh. And your bad, bad opinion. <laughs> they said Spider-Man No Way Home is, is aggressively, aggressively mediocre. We can say fuck the vulture. Thank it you had, very much. It had a lot more than that. It covered a lot of bases of literally... Co- it literally I can't, tied can't, up no. strings that you didn't know needed pulling. Uh-huh. And I've seen people who agreed that I've seen people who say the MCU is kind of convoluted and and overdone and stuff. I've seen that, but they really agreed that this was a really fantastically well put together, film. including 
including bringing in those two extra after credit scenes that were uh -huh. very important, may I uh -huh. add. Very important, may I add. So make sure that you guys are the but dedicated MCU fans that you want to be and stay for those this fucking was, credits. This is probably like one, <laughs> it, almost my favorite MCU film. I literally said that. I said, I don't say this like lightly. This is my favorite Marvel film that I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's better than Endgame, in my opinion. Yeah, but... It, like, because I mean, End, Endgame had all the hype, you know what I mean? I don't want to say it fell flat, because it definitely closed up a whole saga, you know what I mean? This closed but up more than just, like, the just, trilogy. Right, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 it has opened and closed and opened and closed <laughs> several cans of worms. Uh -huh. Like, and I don't know how, to, how else to describe that. So, uh, before we say anything that we're going to regret, we are going to move, move on. on to something a little bit behind uh, the background Not of Spider-Man. a little too behind the scene things yeah, about yeah. Spider-Man. A little behind the scene things just to keep Spider-Man on the brain. Uh, did you guys know that Happy Hogan originally was supposed to die in Iron Man 3? Oh no. That's so sad. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why would you kill off, kill off Happy? Happy was great. I love Happy's character mm -hmm. and I'm happy Happy is... Well, alive, surviving. We'll go with alive. Alive we'll go and with surviving. Alive. I was gonna go with the happy three times, and then I stopped, and I was like, "He's happy. He's happy. He's a happy dude." Uh, no, but um, uh, but anyway, it looks as though ha Happy Hogan almost didn't survive the events of Iron Man three. Uh, so during an interview with ComicBook.com, Kevin Feige and uh. John Favreau explained what nearly happened. So they said there was a little difference in the script than the final movie, which was that Happy died. Uh, John had a note, and that is one of the most important notes he gave us at Marvel, which was, what if Happy was severely injured but did not die? Uh, during the events of Iron Man 3, Happy Hogan is critically injured and put into a coma during a terrorist attack by the Mandarin at the TCL Chinese Theater. Mm. We don't talk about this movie, but continue. Anyway, uh, thankfully, Happy survived, eventually returning in Spider-Man Homecoming as Peter Parker's aide, assigned to him by his mentor, Tony Stark. Nice. But things could have been very different. He could have died. Uh, yeah, I know. That's dead. what I'm saying. And then Tom Holland would be without But But John Favreau, like... He, he now has his hands in the MCU. He mm -hmm. has his hands in Disney. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, he helps craft uh, uh, The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Like, jo that was a John Favreau thing. John Favreau is a fantastic actor and an even better director. I watched a film with him just recently called Chef. Chef. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Liked it. Where he had the, the, uh, the mobile. The mobile food truck yeah, with yeah, Cubanos. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool film. I haven't actually, I never saw it before. So. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad movie. Like the I, the first time I seen him in a movie, I want to say it was Couples Retreat. Like he was an elf? Was he an elf? I don't remember that. When did Couples Retreat come out? It was before Christmas. It was Friends, Chef, Iron Man Three, Sopranos. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. He was in yeah. Cowboys and Aliens. He was in Jungle Book Two. He was in a lot of shit. Open season. Open season. I wonder who he played in open season. Will I find a name? Probably not. Honestly, I probably won't. Patrick Warner. Riley. What? Riley. Where? Oh, okay, cool. Don't know who that is. Anyways. Well, look it up. <laughs> no plan. I mean, I could if you really want me to. Done. He was the beaver. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> 
But uh, I, that was just a fun little thing that I never knew happened. And this next one... Um, is another I, thing that... Did that... I put this one on? Yeah, you did. Okay, okay, I'm just making sure. This is another one that we did not know happened, but was yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So the Spider-Man producer <laughs> threw a sandwich at Kevin Feige when he first suggested an MCU movie. Um, so Spider-Man No Way Home producer Amy Pascal has admitted that she didn't initially like the suggestion of having Peter Parker join the MCU and even threw a sandwich at Marvel's Kevin Feige over the idea. During an interview with the New York Times, the Spider-Man No Way Home producer revealed that she had called Feige for help after The Amazing Spider-Man 2 fell flat on her face, uh, but didn't end up lobbying a sandwich at the Marvel boss after he suggested the best solution was to introduce Spidey to his MCU. Mm. Uh, she said, I called Kevin and said, help. And he came over to my office for lunch and said, I know how to help you. And then I threw a sandwich at him. So uh, that that just to think, you know, like that it was just this lunch, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that caused all of this to happen, you Kevin, know? Kevin Feige and Keanu Reeves had a lunch about uh, talking over MCU ideas. They said nothing is concrete, but they're working, I think, they're working through I things. I think that... Um, Century. I wasn't even saying that, but like, uh, I wasn't even going to talk about Marvel. In fact, I was going to talk about DC, and I hope that DC opens their fucking eyes and realizes that Keanu Reeves wants to play Constantine again. He does. He did say that on, on literally on the Stephen Colbert show. I saw that. I know. Recently. I know. He said he wants to play Constantine. Adam, the only thing that's stopping them is DC. The only thing is, yeah, essentially, uh, people just someone needs to get up to the talks with producers and say, hey, make this. Do this. Make it. <laughs> right, exactly. Kid, they, they just gotta be that annoying kid. Like, hey mm-hmm. mom, hey mom, mm-hmm. hey mom. But like over and over again. And then finally when they say, what? And they're just like, um, well first of all, Spider-Man should be in the MCU. And like, and then they just keep talking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but it eventually all, you know, came together. Just as, just as long as the story is cohesive, it makes sense. And it does. Yes. And I love that. Uh-huh. They finally did a trilogy of uh, Spider-Man movies that make sense. Yeah. I, I would... I w- and there was no cringe dancing. I, I was expecting at least one joke about... There like, was a lot of references to a lot of stuff, which was really good. Oh, right? oh, 100%. But I'm talking about a reference to the cringe dancing. Uh-huh. Because that is, like, the most, like, like debated scene in all of, like, Mar- not Marvel, I, I guess it would technically be Sony, but Spider-Man history, you know, mm. uh, is that scene where Tobey Maguire is fucking dancing in the street, like, to himself, and it's the cringiest shit, and have you seen the one where it's just, like, all real noises? Mm-hmm. Like, he's actually in the city, and, like, they, they cut the ADR off and, like, added New York sounds. I have seen. It was very awkward and very, very funny. It is awkward, because yeah. you, that's what you'd see in real life, and how it would be in real life. Yeah, like watching the Joker uh, dance down that stairway. Like, that's the most manic shit that I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) If you saw somebody (laughs) dressed in clown makeup walking down the side of a fucking building staircase and dancing like he's got a fucking parade behind him Mm -hmm. by himself, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Disturbing. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, uh, anyway. Since we're talking about DC, we got some, so, a couple DC things. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so, uh, I found this, found this little ditty here. Anyway, um, the Batman, the movie upcoming, Robert Pattinson, hot boy, yes, Edward, mm-hmm. what's up, is, and 
origin story for Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. He's our bla- and I couldn't be happier about that, honestly. I was gonna say he's our Black Parade Batman. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> so when I was a young boy, I fell into a fucking well filled with bats. And like he just kept singing, you know what I mean? And mommy died, and daddy died, and her pearls went everywhere. It was sad. I'm dark. I'm going to destroy evil. Except um, only what I perceive as evil. I'll, 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 He's a Batman is a deeply flawed. I won't. I won't, <laughs> use, I won't use guns, but I'll break their bones. And, and unless you're Thomas Wayne. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! I want to see a Thomas Wayne movie. That would be so that, hot. That's happening. That it might be. be so that might be the hot. Flash film. I want to see him break somebody's fucking kneecaps. I want. It's gonna uh, be awesome. He sh- he breaks some kneecaps, pops one in the head towards him because he uses like guns. I want. I want peacemaker level violence. You understand what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like, I uh-huh. just, like, that was, like, cool the way that Bloodsport and freaking, uh... Peace, Peacemaker. And Peacemaker had the shoot-off. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they were killing innocent people the whole time. I was like... <laughs> He's just fucking shooting people doing laundry. I was just like, Jesus Christ! No, the, like, the one the one scene where he just takes an axe and stabs a dude three times. Like, right, no, while he's, like, just walking sleep, past while him. He's like, he's sleeping. Stabbed him. It wasn't even three times. It was, like, six to eight times <laughs> that he fucking stabbed this dude. Rapid succession style. <laughs> fucking, oh my god, that shit was hilarious, mm-hmm. dude. But, um... I digress. The Batman is an origin story for Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Um... So, during an interview with Empire Magazine, Zoe Kravitz revealed uh, that this is an origin story for Selena. So, it's the beginning of her figuring out who she is beyond just someone trying to survive. I think there's a lot of space to grow, and I think we are watching her become what I'm sure will be the femme fatale. Okay. Yeah. So, that's exciting. You know what I mean? Like, because you, that's the first time that we've ever had, like, uh, a co-lead for a Batman film. Um, if I'm not mistaken, no. well, and I don't count Robin because Robin's a sidekick. I was gonna say, I'm talking there's... about like they are like you're you're watching Selena mix with Bruce. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they fall in love. That's their thing. You know what I mean? But you get to see what she's doing in the background. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and and it doesn't like it doesn't focus on one titular character. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that's absolutely fantastic, and it's a good way to you know. Bring these women DC superheroes to the forefront. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like definitely, uh, is it, it's a good way to uh, broaden exposure and create a cool character next side, uh, beside a uh, even cooler character. Because I really wholeheartedly believe that this Batman film is going to rival the Dark Knight. It'll do amazing. Like, ge- like genuinely, and I do not say that lightly. You know what I mean? Like, Because the Dark Knight is definitely my favorite Batman movie, and I don't give a fuck oh, if anybody says hope. that, like... The dude worked on the the new Dawn of the Planet of the Eight films, and those, those did fantastic. Yeah, like, I, I just am super, super excited for the Batman. I'm totally gonna go see that, probably oh. more than once, you know what I mean? Like... I, I just, uh, I can't even tell you how much I uh, am into seeing this. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, it's focusing on the rise <laughs> of a serial killer in Gotham City. Uh, the Batman introduces new versions of several fan favorites, including Catwoman, the Riddler, and the Penguin, uh, where the Penguin isn't even fat anymore. It's sad. But, uh, <laughs> but a recent trailer also teased the return of Batman's greatest adversary, 
daytime. Um, <laughs> the the, uh, the light. <laughs> the the penguin in this one is actually more towards uh, what was his name? Colin. What? No, no, from The Godfather, I think. Uh, Feld. Uh, I would have to look at it. Look at the article again and find it. There was an article about how what the inspiration for this penguin was. If I could find it, just give me a second. But what were you saying? Penguin. Ooh. I, ooh, penguin. Inspiration. Wow. Godfather. I cannot type. <laughs> Inspiratio. There we go. There you go. Colin, Colin Farrell's. Penguin is inspired. That's what by I said, Colin Farrow. That's what I said. Ah, what the? Uh, just uh. I don't want continue. Without... I don't... Uh, but uh, Fredo. That's right, Fredo from The Godfather. I had to look it up for a second. His in, that's the inspiration for the the, the penguin and Colin Farrow. Interesting. Yeah. I don't dislike Colin Farrell as a uh, <clears throat> uh as an actor at mm-hmm. all because he's a really great actor. He is. I just dislike the the non-use of fat representation and characters they would rather build a fat actor than use a fat actor you understand what i'm saying like in the same way that like and and i'm not saying that skinny people don't don't can't do the job you know what i mean it would just be nice to see a variety of people of different sizes taking leading acting roles Mm -hmm. in major movies because you do not see that you just don't you know what i mean and he's got some built buff to him but not too much buff a little decent yeah that doesn't even look like him what this one this is this is the penguin for the film but it doesn't look like colin farrell at all no they put a lot of makeup on him. a lot yeah look at the, the like, nose the nose but you the know what part. i'm talking about like uh jared leto in the house of gucci uh-huh like why didn't they just use a fat old guy like what the fuck i don't like know. why did they make jared leto fat I like, I I think it's just finding the actor who would work for that role. There's not I don't know. Do you know a lot of large people for who who are great great actors? I mean, like if you give me a minute, I could get you a list. You know what I mean? Like large actors. I don't know. I'm typing in what what Arnold Schwarzenegger. See that bad example. Okay. Sylvester Stallone. So, bad example. So Barack. if I type that's in fat, if I type in fat actors, that's not going to help me because yeah, no, no, just them. fat actors. Right. Like that works. Right. Uh, oh, that's dude. a bad example. These are all not <laughs> great examples. Oh well, no, no. Like if you count uh, um, Jonah. Jonah, but he's not fat. He's not big anymore. He's very skinny. He's not very skinny. He he like even back out in the middle. I swear. Hey y'all. No, no. Type in 2021. That's him now. Yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's from now, though. When was that article posted? Okay. Jonah Hill 2021. God, what am I doing? Like, he, he's not as skinny as he was in that... It... <laughs> he's not... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you cannot type today, dude. Uh-huh. See, like he's a little bit thicker again, you know what a I mean? A little bit. But but like he's not as buff as he was before. Yeah. Like he 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 finally came out and did an interview and said, "I'm I'm happy." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh and the reason why you don't have a lot of fat actors is because they aren't giving him a chance. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't name any. You know what I mean? Cuz there's the f- fucking 50% of the population is overweight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and that that's just fucking crazy that the the one percent, you know, are all fucking skinny ass actors. Just bring Danny DeVito as the penguin back. Dude, that's what I said. 
Make him, make him, make make that meme about him. That's true. like the most horrifying shit that I've ever seen. Yeah, make that meme that you showed me about him true. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. What we're we talking about? Oh, we're on DC. Yes, stuff. we're on DC. Anyway, the Batman debuts in theaters March fourth, twenty twenty two. Moving on to more DC news, we are moving over to Blue Beetle on HBO Max, and it is shifting from HBO Max to a theatrical release, which will launch in twenty twenty three. Send off, good sir. That sounds fucking excellent. That's exactly what we need. We we need to move away from the streaming services for these bigger movies. And like I I don't get me wrong, I love the access. <laughs> like I love the access, but I love the movie experience just as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Going out, like I don't necessarily um uh, one second before I call. No, you're good. I'm just looking through the film and I really love what they're doing with it so far. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily enjoy the smell of popcorn, but uh, the the when the lights go down and like when I when I threaten Greg Marcus's life and <laughs> just, <laughs> and just all kinds of fun things that involve uh, being in the theater like hanging this, out. This newest one that he did for Spider Man was another level of just why, dude. Yeah. Like I even said why out like out loud like uh, really loud like I, I was just like dude why. It felt it felt so so manic, and I did not need that much that much chaos going into. Me the either, room. dude. Like we were just like going, and then like was that the one with Kurt Warner, or was that a different one? That I think that was the one with Kurt Warner, <laughs> but it was also the one where the tiny the screen got super tiny, and it was also the one where I there was another. I thing feel like that he. Ch- I think it, he like films a new one every week. I swear <laughs> to God, like this dude, like what what are you doing? Why why where? <laughs> He's got. A, he's just got a film studio for those shots. That's it. Right. He's like, "Hi, it's Greg Marcus here. Thanks for coming to my fucking thing." And then all of a sudden, like he's in the fucking twilight zone. Fucking the screen does that fucking swirly shit, and you're like, "Jesus, where is what is happening?" He's like, "Don't forget the popcorn." And then it says, "Enjoy your movie," and you're like, "What the actual uh. fuck?" Is going on, you know what? And I'm and I'm gonna copyright that right now. You can't fucking use that, Greg Marcus, because I just fucking made that up. Okay, fuck you, bud. Anyway, sorry for the random anger and hostility. Like I said, I like to threaten Greg Marcus's life. But anyway, uh, as noted by the Hollywood Reporter, the Blue Beetle solo movie is now getting a full theatrical release. Originally set to release on HBO Max, it is instead getting a theatrical release on August eighteenth, twenty twenty-three. Nice. Um. Pardon me for, uh, you know, uh, mispronouncing this name. But uh, Blue Beetle will star Solo, Solo Meridueña. I thought it was Zolo. Zolo would start with a, I think X is a sh sound. I can't it's spell. It's a Xiolo. I can't spell. Xiolo. I can't spell. I'm just going to say Zolo. No, that's a dog. Pronunciation. <laughs> Definition, no. Pro. No. Fuck. There we go. Found it. Yeah, Zolo. Zolo. Yeah, I figured it was cool. Mexican hairless dog breed. I can't. It says pronounce. No, I don't care. Zolo. Zolo. It could be. It could be said differently though. Zolo. That's how I said. I said Zolo, but like, that's probably how you pronounce it in Spanish because the Z isn't like a thing. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Zolo. Yeah. I. I maybe. <clears throat> 
But uh, anyway, he's playing Blue. Jolo Mariduena is playing. Uh, oh, yeah. He starred as Miguel Diaz on uh, Netflix's Cobra Kai as the titular DC superhero who gains superpowers of finding a suit of alien armor. And, of course, it will be blue. Yes, of course, it'll be blue. He'll be a fucking beetle, man. Um, it's also the set to be DC's first film about a Latino, Latinx uh, superhero. Nice. Although little has been revealed about the upcoming Blue Beetle film, fans were recently given a glimpse of his screen on uh, his on-screen costume. Excuse me, the Blue Beetle armor, which was revealed at the DC fandom. I want to see it. We covered it. Did we cover like how it looks? Yes. Did we really? Yes, we did. I do not believe that. We did. I see it. When we covered DC fandom. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I remember this now. Never mind, it looks very comic accurate, and I really like it. Me too. <clears throat> I wonder if the color will stick in the background, or if that's just a poster This image. is probably going to glow. This is going to glow. I'm talking about like, the image in the background. Oh, like, this? If that's the color scheme that they were going for, like a cyberpunk-looking city, mm-hmm. or if they were... You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was just trying to infer more about the situation of the city that he lives. I just wonder what they're going to do with his powers and how they're going to portray it. Why? Wait. Hold on. (laughs) I found found something. Tony Stark is the next Blue Beetle in this Blue Beetle entertainment. I don't know what this is. He's not even Hispanic. I'm done. What is this? Oh, okay. I see what they're doing. Okay. It's because of the the nano suit that was added. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They just colored it blue and was just like, look, Blue Beetle. Yeah. uh But anyway, um... Warner Brothers uh, sent the entire sent its entire 2021 slate uh, day and date to HBO Max, uh, but uh, theatrical will resume exclusive theatrical windows in 2022 with this mm-hmm. film hitting the streaming service 45 days after entering theaters. Oh, that's theaters. nice. Yeah, no, that is nice. Mm-hmm. Like that's really nice. That's how it should be, really. You know what I mean? Because the movie's not going to make that much money after 45 days. No, it's not. It's just not. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Um, yeah, no, that that's pretty cool. But moving on to more superhero news outside of any sort of major label, we're talking Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass has not been in the scene since like 2012, dude. I Brian's never seen either one. Damn, the I first know, one's dude. cool. The second that's one the fr- is, is that pretty, might be pretty the first awesome. time that I ever seen Aaron Taylor Johnson. Really? No, that's Maybe. probably that was the first time. Maybe I, I think that that's the first time. I, what what did Aaron Taylor Johnson do before Kick Ass? Isn't Kick Ass what made him popular? Yep. Like that is exactly what made him popular. This, that is, it's the reason why he was Quicksilver in in the MCU for such a one movie only. But uh, God, I have yeah, to go down. I gotta go down. So he is in the Apocalypse. That's he, a TV movie. He, I wouldn't he, know. It. Shanghai Nights. He was Aaron Johnson. Uh huh. What the fuck? He was in a show called Feather Boy, which wasn't even that. Uh, losing this. I'm looking, I'm just going through these. Uh, it does. It oh, Angus Thong's in the perfect snug. <laughs> That's the first time that I've seen him. That is the hundred percent the first time that I've seen him. That shit was on Disney Channel or some shit. Uh-huh. That was on like Nickelodeon, but like the teen. Look Nick. at him. Yep. <laughs> Look at this boy. That's the first time that I've seen him. One hundred percent. I watched that movie. With my I didn't even want to watch that movie. My sister made me watch that fucking mm. movie. That is the first time I ever seen him. No, but, but Kick Ass was the coolest second. Yeah. Yeah, Kick Ass is the one that I was. It's literally this, like, like not even a year apart, really. Yeah. Like. No, but that—that's when he started. That was yeah. No, I remember Kick Ass. Yeah. I remember Angus Long's in the Perfect Soggy. I remember that for sure. I remember seeing the trailer for it, but I never watched it. 
Yeah, it was like a, it was a teenage girl movie for real. No, I know, but I just, I just never watched. Not it. like you can't watch teenage girl movies because I know that you've seen like Book Smart and stuff like that. I, oh, and you watched that movie with me with those girls who like came from came down from that one state that didn't have Plan B. Plan B. That's was that the name of the movie? That was. The name that of was the totally film. a teen girl movie, but it was actually really fucking funny. That movie was so good. I really did like that movie. Uh-huh. Did we ever cover that? No, we haven't. No. Maybe we talked about it at some point. Maybe <clears throat> I don't know. But apparently... But uh, yeah, anyway, Kick-Ass is getting a fucking nuts reboot, according to Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn was the director of Kick-Ass and has revealed that his gritty superhero movie is being rebooted and it's going to be even more controversial than the original. Good. I know, that's it. It is Nicolas Cage coming back. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, during an interview with Collider, the Kick-Ass director confirmed that the real-life superhero movie is getting a reboot and it's coming soon. Uh, so, we got a big reboot of Kick-Ass in two years, he said. Big reboot. Quote-unquote. So, I'm guessing Aaron Taylor Johnson is no longer the kid. You know well, what I mean? Of course. But, like, he's, like, he's, double he's the age on. he's been... Yeah. He's moved on. Like, he was born in ni- 90, so he's 31. Of course. No, and then of uh, Chloe Grace Mortez, who was, Moretz, like... Yeah. Moretz, who was, like, a teenager at the time, is now in, like, her late 20s. I don't so. think she's in her late 20s. I swear. Hold on. Okay. I'm gonna look this Chloe up. Chloe Moritz. Uh, She's right there. Yeah. Late twenties. Twenty-four. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, no, no. She was young. But no, she was. He's like 31, 32. 31. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just had a quick. Not that far off of me. Shit. <laughs> Wait, hold on. There was a picture that stood out to me really. Oh no, yeah, like more. Oh. He was shirtless. Go back. No, 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 no. One, one, <laughs> one, one picture really stood out to me. Where is it? Where is it? I'm gonna find it. Where is it? It was just here a second his ago. His hair. Yeah, no. Oh my the, God, the man can grow a fucking lock, there's dude. There's a picture with his hair that was just crazy wild. I'm not gonna find Wait, it. Wait, are you sure it wasn't this one? Which one? Where he's like crazy up, this. crazy like eating a cheeseburger. No, 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 that one. I had to find it. <laughs> oh, that's when he played the Albert Einstein thing. Uh huh. All right. Okay, back onto this. No, apparently they're asking why he's not doing why he's not doing Kick Ass Three. It's been almost a decade, and the people who play those characters now probably well. Can't. Well, he's saying like Vaughn himself said. I think Kick Ass became a new type of genre, which a hundred percent he did. It he did. did a rated R like movie about superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And back then there would that didn't exist. No, that literally did not exist. And that came out, what, when, it, when did that first movie it, come out, it, 09? Well, no, rated R superhero films did exist, but they were very indie, is the thing. Well, yeah, yeah, like, that's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about a mainstream movie that everybody talked about. This you know came I mean? out 2010. Kick-Ass came out 2010? Mm-hmm. 2009, 2010, something like that? 2010. Kick-Ass 2 was 2012. So, yeah, 10 years, you know what I mean? Like, it's been 10 years, and you can open up a whole other, like, portal of shit now you know what i mean yep. like by making a rated r movie a ra- like the this. only other rated r movie i can think of around that time that had superheroes was watchmen which was also rated r but came out but it didn't earlier. do terribly well it did not do that well well it did decent um at the time it did yeah, not do terribly well <coughs> movie uh theater wise uh-huh no like, i it, know that yeah, but uh, because it was rated R and it was a superhero. Who movie. will play the? Ne- I can't even cast that. I don't know young actors anymore. I don't know young actors anymore either. I wouldn't be able to tell you fucking up from down. It's People, n- they're telling me about these kids on TikTok, and I'm like, who? No, we're not gonna add a, a TikToker to that. I didn't even know Jake Paul was a thing. 
Jake Paul is a. Uh, well, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Disney Channel like that. Like yeah, I didn't watch him. I just that was beyond it. my I era. It from YouTube, and I didn't learn it from watching this. Noah. Stuff. <laughs> What's his name? Noah Centineo. This guy. Add him. <laughs> The guy who does all the, the oh yeah 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 on Netflix uh, yeah uh, was it was he in that movie uh, with the with the kissing booth? Yep, he was in that movie. He's been on in uh, to all the boys a little before. Are you sure he was in kissing booth? He probably was. I, I thought he was that boy in like the kissing booth three or it two. Probably movies. was honestly. I hold on. The perfect date to all the boys I loved. Maybe not. Oh, okay, hold on. Now, now who am I thinking of from the kissing booth three? I know who you're thinking of. Hold on. Oh, that guy. This yeah. guy. I was thinking of this guy. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, cool. Get off this train right Yeah, yeah. The Kissing Booth 3 was really bad, by the way, guys. Don't watch that. All right, so... <laughs> we anyway. Talk, we talked about the Kick-Ass reboot. I feel like this should be at the end. What? This? I don't know. I mean, it's just... It's an, an item. It's an item towards a uh, a show that's coming out again soon. At some right. point. Fine, I'll move it. Uh, I was just saying it was an item, you know? Well, it doesn't It doesn't make sense at the very end, but yeah, I'll just add it. We uh, always just have items at the end. <sighs> Random ass items at the end. All right. I don't think that we've had a themed item at the end, unless you're talking about, like, Minecraft episodes. No, we had themed like, items called the Shrek items at some point when we first started doing shit. That was not themed. That was never themed. That episode is not themed Shrek. Like, <laughs> Shrek fan movie. <laughs> no, go back! No, no, there is a Shrek fan movie. It was a movie... Shrek a farm! It was, it was a... <laughs> We could watch it after this. It was a movie that was made. Shrek retold. It, yeah, Shrek retold. On I remember Hold on. this. An hour and a half. Uh-huh. It's the full length of the movie that a uh, bunch of people oh my put God, together. No, I don't think I can do that. It's like... it's animated. It's live action. It's stop motion. It's everything. And it's 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 something. I've watched this. Ninety seven percent of people. I watched this, this whole film, and it's it's really interesting how to see what they did with this. It's it's something else. I've watched Shrek the musical too, and that's a, that's a train wreck as well. I refuse. Look to. look who Shrek, Noah Monk, of of Gibby from iCarly is oh. Shrek. <laughs> Ethan Monk is his little brother. Uh huh. The 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 cat. This is just like one like one of the few segments that were. Oh, dude, I literally it. thought there was Ariana Grande from back in the day. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> when she was white. No, it's just a bunch of people on YouTube who came together and made a fan film of it, it basically retelling the entire thing of Shrek from their from their perspective. But we got trailers, and another trailer that came on our red uh, register. Our, our, our reservoir, our, reservoir. Notifica- our notification. It rubbed against our nipples real good. Mm-hmm. This was a show, uh, not a show, a film called The Northman. It's about Vikings. It's about revenge. It's about it's- Alexander Skarsgård <clears throat> with no fucking shirt and He's slightly dirty. brutal as hell. It's it's just killing consistently and, and it's, it's just insane. It's done by the guy, uh, director Robert Eggers, who has done The Witch and The Lighthouse. Which I don't I- know if I like that. I, I I love I think his films are really well done and I, I thought both of them were really interesting both the witch and the lighthouse I know you haven't seen the lighthouse though and that's a film that is uh, Anya Taylor Joy Miss Big Eyes herself I know uh, Alexander Skarsgård is the Viking prince uh, Amleth who sets out on a mission of revenge after his father is murdered he is joined by Nicole Kidman Anya Taylor Joy Bjork 
Ralph what? Jesus. Inyason. Is He's Bjork a... the guy uh, who was in Suicide Squad? No, no, no. You're thinking of Flula. Oh, Bjork I was thinking of Flula. is a like... singer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's cool. No, I remember that. Ethan Hawke's in that, and Willem Dafoe is also in this. And it is set at the turn of the 10th century in Iceland. The story explores how somewhat of a scientist myself. (laughs) If he says this, I'm so sorry. Sometimes things just come out. If he says this in the film, that'd just be groundbreaking. He should fill. He should work that into every movie he ever does for the rest of his life. He's like, I've been told I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. And the story uh... (laughs) that wouldn't make sense. That wouldn't make sense in this one. People would call him out of black science. Magic. Yeah, tenth <laughs> century Iceland. Uh-huh. And then he says science. <laughs> oh, uh, they fucking br- brutally kill him. They do a blood right. eagle on him. A like, blood eagle for science. <laughs> Uh, the story explores how far a Viking prince will get revenge for his murdered father. And yeah, the trailer is, is brutal. Very, very brutal. Uh, and there was apparently a very huge, authentic Viking village in up in Northern Ireland built for the production of this film, which is really awesome. So Yeah, they uh, did the same thing for uh, The Wheel of Time. Yeah. With Amazon, they built a whole town and then burned it all down. Mm-hmm. Eggers also co-wrote the film with Icelandic poet and novelist Sion. So that's cool that they got somebody who is f- like familiar Sean. with that familiar with that like kind of telling and, and storytelling and, and novelization of the the myths not the myths but the legends of, of like Icelandic culture like that's really good and this comes out in April twenty second of twenty twenty two it looks cool I'm gonna go see it yeah uh, so yeah. But another film that we're going to go see that comes out probably in like 2023 or 4. Well, actually more like it's a sequel to a movie that just came out that has really bad ratings. So it's far. it's not a sequel. So. It's a sequel to the the film that came out. It's actually out. a prequel. This one's a prequel? No, this is the sequel to the the original series. I'm talking yeah. about the one that's out right now. It's a prequel to the all theaters. the other it's t- the prequel. past two. I know, but that's where I, that was my jumping point. I was okay. saying Oh, like while we're while we're here, like we're talking about you know uh, going to see this movie, which is Kingsman, by the way. If you mm-hmm. guys haven't fucking caught on yet, mm-hmm. Jesus, um, <laughs> it is a uh, it, they're gonna make it a trilogy. You know, not that not the prequels, the original ones with Eggsy. I my think they had character. an idea of making this a trilogy at some point, but uh, they wanted to tell this story first because I think they had to work out some stuff with Kingsman three uh, story wise just to flush it out more. Oh, 100%, like, which is what they should have done with the prequel, but I digress. Um, So, the third mainline Kingsman film, and fourth overall in the Kingsman franchise, is set to begin filming September 2022. Taron Egerton will reprise his role as Eggsy, and the movie will be a sequel to 2014's Kingsman The Secret Service and 2017's Kingsman The Golden Circle. I cannot believe it's been, it's going to be like five years, and then they'll start recording. That's crazy. I just don't... I feel like I saw these movies like recently. You well, this will be the this will be the end. I think of this for Exy, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Not for not for <sighs> Kingsman period because they can do so much with this. They could make a fucking TV series out of this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I watched the fuck out of that. The action is there. The action is absolutely there. One hundred percent, and then give us a new leading man, or you know, maybe he'll like pass his role on. We'll go a little f- further in the future at the end, and he'll pass his role on to somebody else. Then mm-hmm. the same way. That he got his role hand to town. So, yeah. yeah. And, like, he'll become the new, uh, what's his code word? 
But Kingsman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he had a code word. Oh, uh, 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 fuck. You uh, understand what I'm saying? It's a night of a round table. I remember it. it, it it's like Lancelot. Or yeah, like, I think it is Lancelot. I thought it was... Well, there's Arthur, Lancelot, there's... Fuck. I know these... I know these names. I know these names. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just forgot it. But the one from Colin Firth. Uh, yeah. Lancelot, Arthur, Mordred... Oh, man, it's just not giving... Fuck. Okay, here we go. Gwen, Geraint... Percival, Lamerick, Gareth, Bedivere, and Lancelot, and then of course you have Arthur. It's probably Lancelot. I think it's Lancelot. Yeah. Okay. You know, I had to look it up. There's they've gone through different changes in it, but this is like the the native Galahad. That's another one I forgot about. Um, yeah. Cool. Kingsman three. I wonder what they're gonna do with it. Because you know what? It's going to be like five, maybe six. It's going to be almost half a decade till it comes out. And you know what? The technology for CGI and, and stuff for how like action is done is going to change like a lot. Oh, 100%. So like, and they've had, there's five years of uh, CG and uh, all types of animation advancements that they can use to their advantage, especially in a movie that relies so heavily on... Uh, like really cool cg and stuff yeah. like that so because uh, those movies have always been super colorful i love their color palettes to them and the way that the music is uh so diegetic yeah in the best way um on to our next one i don't have a good transition since well the I music guess- it, it's me. It's it's music. There's good music in Kingsman. So, uh, as as there's good music in Kingsman, there'll probably be good music in this new adaptation of the Adams Family, which is the series Wednesday, following, yeah, Wednesday, which they have gotten the original composer Danny Elfman himself to reunite with Tim Burton for this series. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just started laughing because when you said Danny Elfman. I pictured Danny McBride for whatever fucking reason writing the music for the new Adams Family movie, and I was just picturing white trash bangers playing <laughs> in the background uh, of the Adams Family uh, while they're pounding fucking beers and smashing them on their uh-huh. heads and shit. Yeah, yeah, like, that's that's uptown, a film. That's a film or, uh, that I want to see. Eastbound Down. Eastbound Down. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely like right. that. Like that uh-huh. style. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Elfbin has been brought back to help work on compose the score for the entire Netflix series. Not so, flocks. Yeah. The, uh, if you don't know, Elfman and Burton have worked on several projects together, including Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Big Fish, Beetlejuice, and more. So, yeah. Uh, that Basically, they've worked on a lot of stuff. It's going to be really cool to have it back because you're going to have that feel the music for 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 cinema like not a lot of people know this but the music is a big portion of what makes you oh, feel oh 100 100% like the tone like people, of the story. people don't understand like how in- genuinely important audio is mm-hmm. to a movie mm-hmm. and it can make or it can definitely Only fucking break, break yeah. a movie you know what i mean i've seen some movies with some weird fucking music and i hated every fucking music? moment of it and then there that And then I've seen movies that have done music really, really well. You know, like, uh, for example, Sing 2. It's coming out. Mm -hmm. But the original Sing, definitely. You know, pretty much any Disney movie in existence, like, really has good music. And they really flush it out really well. No, wait, wait. You gotta be careful there. You gotta be careful. Some of the older Disney films have some very controversial songs that were used. Like what movie? Song of the South. 
Oh, I don't count that as a Disney movie. It is a Disney movie. Are you though. talking about like Steamboat Willie shit? No, Song of the South. Do you not know what this is? South of the South. Sorry. Song of the South was a 1946 musical made by Walt Disney, and it is heavy, heavy racist. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. You know, it's a sign of the times. This is where zippity doo dah. I can't. I can't get a fucking. I can't. I can't give this a rating. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you like, could. You it's could. from a completely different time you could, period, you bro. Could. Like, it's I hope just... I'm not racist for liking Son and the Sun. It it it's just the way it was portrayed. It's definitely. I thought you were talking yeah. about like Steamboat Willie for like two seconds. No, Steamboat. Steamboat, Steamboat Willie's pretty racist. Steamboat Willie is racist. There's a bunch of racism back in Walt Disney. Did you know he didn't like Jewish people? Oh, he was an anti-Semite. Great. Uh-huh. We love that. Yeah. We stan a king, right? Oh. <laughs> His head is frozen somewhere. Yeah, yeah I know. We're just waiting. Where it should stay. Uh, but we're going to move from Netflix onto Apple Plus, which you... I should have showed you this trailer beforehand, but I told you the... Should have. I, it's the, I, I should have done it. But we discussed the, it. The premise. I know the premise. No. This is Ben Stiller's new series uh, on uh, Apple Plus that stars Adam Scott as the one of the main leading characters named... Uh, the show's named Severance, and this is a Severus? this is probably Snipe. this is a drama series. I think it's going to be a limited drama series because I think they'd like doing that. It keeps the story cohesive and short, but also um, <clears throat> they can flush it out as enough as they can. But it could be a uh, a prolonged series. I don't know where they're going with it, but the series. Uh, which will uh, follow Mark Scout, played by Adam Scott, leads a team at Lumen Industries whose employees have undergone a severance procedure which surgically divides their memories between their work lives and personal lives. So this daring experiment in in quote-unquote work-life balance is Does he do Blue Steel? (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm totally (laughs) fucking with you. I'm sorry. Continue talk. Uh... Uh no he should that they just like casually just ha- had it happen <laughs> halfway through an episode right. not telling anybody a- anything about and they're it they're like wait was that a Zoolander reference <laughs> uh but this daring experiment in work life balance is called in question as Mark finds himself at the center of an unraveling mystery that will force him to confront the true nature of his work and of himself so yeah uh this includes Patricia Arquette. Uh, John Turturro, Britt Lauer, Zach Cherry, Dishon Lockman, uh, Jen Tullick, Tremel Timlin. I'm just going down names. Michael Chir- What are you doing over there? Huh? Michael Chernus and Christopher Walken. And this will premiere on February 18th, 2022. Why are you tapping on your t- keyboard like that? Huh? Okay, I'm just going to like keep going because we're almost near the end of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get to see it. I'm not going to read that. <clears throat> You're not going to read all my nose? I told no, her, no, no, no. You'll sound like I, that angry cat. I told her this earlier, and she flipped for a second. I think she broke a wire in her head or something like that. Because this this didn't register on her on her radar. Yeah, dude, because like I just started like like saying the lyrics out loud. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know. It started going into a spiral. He was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. Uh, we're talking about Avril Lavigne. Uh, in her pop punk hit, Skater Boy, is apparently getting adapted into a fucking film. Lifetime. Why? <laughs> no, it's a Hallmark KFC film. KFC Love. 
it's a harm. It's a hallmark film. Hey, what FC you... love story. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so or Mario Lopez is now a back, white man. So okay. I'm white and I have the chicken <laughs> recipe. <laughs> if back. <laughs> Great acting, Mario Lopez. Thank you very, so much. Very, very perfect acting. I, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell the difference between you and the colonel at all. Um, the colonel. Back in 2002, early 2000s, bro, Scareder Boy was in the top charts and stuff like that. And yeah, everybody was literally singing it. And now it's the song's 20th anniversary. And Avril Lavigne has come out on a podcast called She is the Voice and said, I'm actually going to turn this song into a film and take it to the next level. And it's based on her high school experiences. Uh, So we're going to see. It's it's, going to have all different groups and cliques. There's going to be skaters, preps, jocks. And it's kind of a missed opportunity at love from what it sounds like. I don't know what... I I I don't know, man. I don't I'm know. Just... I just I wonder if it's gonna be called Skater Boy with an eight, and spelled with like boy B. I hate that song. <laughs> you know what? We'll we'll see because there's gonna be a bunch of people that are gonna want to go see that film Bro, when it comes out. You know what I didn't mention at the top of the show? The fact that I fucking got my bathroom remodeled upstairs, and then they remodeled it wrong, and uh, Brian went to take a shower, and um, they they, they fucked my pipes, and all of the water went into our downstairs bathroom, Mm -hmm. so our brand new shower effectively destroyed not one but two bathrooms <laughs> and we had to file a, we have to file an insurance claim love that mm-hmm. love that through homeowners insurance with a $1200 deductible mm-hmm. shout out to copperhead renovations uh out here in uh st peter's yeah missouri if you guys want to give them a, a nice nasty review that'd be just great yeah no no just shout, i know shout i know out that sounds them. like we're, we're threatened we're kind of like sending you to go attack them but they they caused some damage that they didn't even need to do no, no, like, the, it's not that they didn't need to do it, it's like, the dude should have known better, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially, like, if they said they were moving a pipe, like, they said they were plumbers, but I don't know if I could trust that, because we case-netted this Ashley Mitchell girl, and I don't even care if I DDoS this lady, like, she is awful, do not use her service, do not use Copperhead Renovation. Didn't they try to, like, get more money out of you? No, no, they, they refuse. so they destroyed our bathroom, they said it's gonna take two to three days to do the demo and reinstall, we're like, cool so because bath fetter did it in one anyway uh they they got it removed and then they're all like we aren't coming back tomorrow unless you pay us another 130 dollars and then they made us pay him 130 dollars to move a pipe that should have been included in the original scope of work uh in the quote you know what i mean and uh it wasn't and uh when they put the bathroom together it just looks like shit completely and uh we actually called uh that well actually no we didn't call them brian texted this lady back and forth uh all day and finally uh she called and when she called he put her on speakerphone and she snapped she said uh you are ruining my effing christmas blah 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 and i was like dude i'm allergic to mold like uh because they told us that 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 all this happened on the 20th and they wanted us to wait until the 27th or 28th until they got back and that's a, a whole week of mold growing in my in my house. Like, when I go in that bathroom down here, I went down there, it smells like uh, mildew mm-hmm. now. It smells so fucking bad in there. Like, almost like piss and mildew. 
Like, that's the only way that I can describe it. And it's just because the water's been, like, sitting there soaking into the drywall. Yeah. Like, and it just smells fucking awful in there. Mm -hmm. And I can't even cut the fucking bathroom fan on because the water was leaking out of the bathroom fan. And it's, like, wet. Where, you know what? (laughs) I could go off on these people even more, but I'm sure you guys have heard enough. And it's time for a break, anyway. Zach and I gotta go eat breakfast. I gotta go eat breakfast at like what twelve at night. No, it's ten fifty one. Don't worry. Damn, I didn't think it was like okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. no, we still awesome. got time. Awesome, awesome, so awesome. Be right back, guys. Ah, there you are. Take this potion of healing and rest your weary feet, wanderer. You're halfway there. You are now fully rested. And we are back after Hello. that very disappointing meal for me. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I had a I had a good burrito because I thought I just knew it was gonna be a good one. You tried something different. I tried something different and I regretted it immediately. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not flying back out of my ass as we're currently talking. It just but. didn't have that that that's that spicy uh, sauce to it. Dude, it didn't. I ordered a barbecue mac and cheese melt, all right? It didn't come with any barbecue sauce in it. And the mac on it, like, the noodles were, uh-huh. like, so overdone that it was, like... You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when the noodles just do the thing, <clears throat> and it's, like... It, they just end up looking like the people whenever the blip happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> I felt like that's what happened in my mouth. And the meat was just, like... It looked like it had been soaking in water. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, ugh, what in the actual fuck did I just put in my mouth? Yeah, but... but yeah, it just kind of made me upset, like I was just eating a horse. <laughs> like how that would make me feel. You know what I mean? Eating a horse? Yeah, you know, like an alive one. Oh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and it's bucking all over the place. That's just kind of how I felt eating that sandwich, and it made me really depressed. Mm, it so. felt like a kick, kick to the face, right? Yeah, yeah, like a donkey kick to the face. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'll be surprised if this isn't flying back out of my ass, and we have to stop in the next 30 minutes. Speaking of a kick to the face, the Halo TV series just came and, and blew me away with what it, what, what it was showing. But... We have some stuff about uh, what's going to pertain to the story and how it's going to tie in to the games and stuff like that. Well, it is set in what is called now the Halo Silver Timeline, and it is separate from the games. What does that mean exactly? It means that it should add music and become West Side Story because Steven Spielberg is producing it. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly what should happen. It should be a Halo musical. That would be fantastic. The flood! The flood! <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just fucking screaming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that should be a thing now. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, we're... And be the needler. <laughs> uh, what was I say? I'm Halo a super soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. I just need to shut up. Uh, the Halo Silver timeline, as a way of, it's gonna this. They're referring to this as the Halo Silver timeline, as a way of di- uh, differentiating from the core canon. So basically, they're trying to protect the core canon and protect the television story. Basically, giving themselves a chance to evolve both and f- uh, f- both for what? Evolve both both and for both of what 
to be what they need to be. For... <laughs> I don't know what what who wrote this, but this is so. They want to give off. themselves a chance to evolve both for both to be what they need to be for their mediums without colliding with each other. It's just worded weird. Yeah, I think that they took this like literally... the way that your brain is reading it isn't how it sounds if you close your eyes and read it. You want... <laughs> well, but you can't read if you it. Close your eyes and read it. Yes, of course. How then it how will... it sounds in your ears versus how it sounds with your eyes is uh-huh. two different things. Because like you're reading it and you're like. Did they just, like, say the same thing over and over again? So, essentially, like, what they're going to do is they're going to take the core cannon, and they're going to... Holy mo- shit, that's a cool-ass name. What? Kiki Wolfkill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just saw I just uh, saw that yes. name. I was just like, oh, shit, Kiki Wolf- Wolfkill. Uh, I don't know who that is. I'm not Me either. Up. Who the fuck is Kiki Wolfkill? I think she's one of the producers, if I recall. Video, Video game, game developer. developer. Uh, cool, 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 cool. All right, what's a badass name, dude? Like, I wish my I wish my last name was fucking Wolfkill or Sparrowhawk or some shit like that. Like, that'd be fucking kill. Oh, she's like one of the executive. She's nice. an executive producer. Yeah. Um. So essentially, what they're trying to do is they're gonna keep the core canon the same, but I think they're gonna differentiate a bit by adding newer characters and following those stories and flushing the 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 ones that were left unnoticed or like untalked about in <clears throat> the halo games so what i understand is they're gonna follow the same lineage of how the halo games went but they're gonna kind of like change the stories a slightly a bit or change them differently and add new stories in just to make it more flushed out make it flushed out make it more modern fuck it up make it don't, basic, don't fuck it up but you know what i mean like basically fuck it up it's gonna have shit. a different deviation because this is a tv show instead of a video game so you're not a, a person playing in the game you're watching master chief on screen Basically, fuck. Not uh, careful with my words. <laughs> I, I, I know All I was about of the to say. aliens. <laughs> uh, Master Chief essentially messed up some aliens, some Covenant baddies. But it is going to be the same thing: conflict between the Covenant and the humans in the 26th century, near the end, where Master Chief is the last hope. And you're going to have Cortana in there. You're going to have uh, people. And this is set to premiere in 2022 on Paramount+. Plus. Hope I cannot wait for it to, to come out because it's going to look amazing. I just hope the story makes sense is the, is the thing. That's, the, that's the, like, the make or break thing about that. So, anyways, what are you looking at? Master Chief Hentai on Pornhub. Why? Just leave me alone. Okay. Uh, but you're the next one up. <laughs> All right. And I am up. Uh, Vodio is North America's first certified game developer union. <laughs> I'll finish up what you were looking it up because it's just. I just was curious. I don't know because you said Master Chief fucks, and then my brain went forty five directions, and I was like, Yeah, no, this is real shit. I'm typing this in so fucking fast. This is real shit. Like you can find so much of this if you just go to images, and then bam, all over the place. Well, I'm not looking for concept art. I was looking looking for. <laughs> I was looking for fully functional porn, but like this is this is like, this is another level. That was this is insane. This is that, this. that's not even the disturbing part. You know what I mean? Like the disturbing part was the videos. Like the stills don't even bother me that much because it's just cartoons. You know okay, what then I mean? You gotta go. But I was just like, uh uh-uh. uh, like Halo Master Chief. <clears throat> no man, okay. Halo Elite. Oh. <laughs> oh no! There it is. There it is. What is this one? Halo Reach, no staring. Uh, uh, uh okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Halo grunts spread okay. open. Okay, by okay. we're done. We're done. <laughs> well, at least it was only like the top row because after that it was like normal stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's not that much Master Chief. Then you get into the like... cosplay stuff. 
I didn't even look that up. Yeah. Well, no, there was of some that. of that in there. There was definitely some. The cosplay stuff? Yeah. I, we're not going to go back to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just but... don't go back to it. We're done talking about Master Chief porn hentai. Don't look it up on no. Pornhub. Kids. Anyway, Bodio is North America's first certified game developer union. This is big news, okay? So weren't we just talking about uh, what company didn't want them to unionize? We just Ubisoft. talked. We just talked. No, about Activision this. Blizzard. It was Activision Blizzard, I think. Yeah. So uh, that that's been in the news big lately uh, about uh, that the video game industry wanting to unionize. And you know what? I I agree. You know what I mean? Like it it, it turns out better for uh, some some of these uh, uh, companies. No, no way. Okay, what? wait. Hold on. It's just the way I. You sp- said Vodio. Well, that's how how it's spelled, right? Vodio. Vodio Games. Vodio Union. Okay. Well, I gotta type in that. Type there. in Union. Unipon. Unicorn. Union Games. It's not going to give me... I'm trying to find the subsidiary so I can see what games they've made. Uh, doesn't give me... Or Beast Breaker developer. Okay. Uh, anyways, what what are they doing? They're the first union developers? Yeah, anyway, sorry. The workers at indie studio Vodio Games have unionized, giving North America its first ever recognized game developer union. The union says leadership of Vodio Games has voluntarily recognized the union and that 100% of eligible employees and contractors voted in favor of unionization. Found it. 100%. Cool. So, uh, the first studio unionization could be uh, the first of more to come in a time where fair, safe working conditions are at the forefront of the industry's collective conscience. So, that's why I was bringing this up is because uh, not just unions have been in there, but just, like, basic fucking anti-harassment things that you... you I, I mean, I can't say that you wouldn't expect because it's a fucking... It's a boys game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what else to, to fucking say... It's not supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm a female going into the field, which is a very small percentage, may I add. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm a female going into the field. And it's getting larger. It's getting larger, definitely, but it's not getting easier no. for, for women. I mean, not to put put a plight down and be like, oh, woe is women. Uh, you know what I mean? But they they the women in the video game industry have had it pretty bad for a long period of time. Like, uh, like harassment-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... Not saying that they've been shafted for positions or anything like that, but, like, not a lot of companies have women at the top of them. You know what I mean? These video game companies. <laughs> That's going to come up with so many things, like, just because, like, uh, what's her, what's her, with the, with the bathtub water? Who Bella was, Delphine? That one. Yeah. Bella Delphine. <sighs> We're still talking about porn. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's just something I typed in. I didn't click on it, but it's something I had when you said uh, ga- games and Gamer stuff. Gamer uh, the union is called Vodio Workers United. That's what it's called, Vodio Workers United, and was formed with the Communication Workers of America (CWA), an organization that works to help employees organize into unions. The union says the process was unconventional because the staff is fully remote, and over half of the union bargaining unit is made up of independent contractors. Uh, Vodio is a very small studio with only 13 employees listed on the studio's website. So it's a relatively that's that's. Ten people smaller than the startup company I'm working for right, mm-hmm. right now, currently, okay. because our our company only has twenty three people in it. Uh, I I know that because we just had a, a company wide meeting. Today. You mean your your day back to school, because it was a hundred uh, page lecture. 
Oh yeah, 153 pages of uh, nine nine a.m. to five p.m. Uh, lecture. It was fantastic. It's school over. I again. only needed about thirty percent of it. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But uh, the union says the process was unconventional because the staff was fully remote. Uh, Vodio Games is also a fairly new studio founded by Three's creator Ash Asher Volmer that just released its first game earlier this year. The game Beak Breaker or Beak Breaker Beast Breaker uh, is a turn-based RPG with pinball physics that launched this past September on Switch, Mac, and PC. Ha! Ah, funny launch. Oh my god. <laughs> While this is the first game studio union in North America, Vodio Games says they were inspired by other groups working to create better working conditions for video game developers, including a better ABK, which is made up of Activision, Blizzard, and King employees fighting for change, which is what we were just talking about last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, however, unlike these reports of sexual harassment, unequal pay, and other significant issues coming out of Activision, Blizzard, the employees at Vodio said they are unionizing for other reasons. Uh, speaking to Polygon, CWA campaign lead Emma K- Cinema Kenema Emma Kenema said it's because the workers are invested in the company's success, which I completely agree with. If you wholeheartedly believe in a company and they're not going to let you down, you know what I mean? Like you give your all. Mm-hmm. You give your all to the company. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about you anymore. It's about the whole, and not the game. Reg- you know what? Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> across the industry, studio employees are fighting for better culture and working conditions. Uh, just last week, IGN shared the, shared the story of Bungie's struggle for a better work, work culture. Bungie and Activation Blizzard are just two of the many studios in the conversation of working conditions and culture. A list that includes Last of Us Part Two Dev Naughty Dog, Red Dead Redemption 2 Creator Rockstar, yep. and Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt Red, mm-hmm. each for different reasons, may I add. Mm-hmm. Each for different reasons. Not all of these were because of sexual assault. Not sexual assault, but just like sexual shitty, harassment, sexual assault, shitty way of, of just managing their company and their developers. Right, right. Each one, like though, had had different. Uh, not all of them. different effects, but they had similar tactics. broadened topics and ways of doing it. Yeah, they had similar tactics, but different <coughs> effects. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> from a huge issues at Activision Blizzard to Insomniac making headlines for managing to ship Ratchet and Clank Rift apart completely crunch free. Which was great. And we covered that too. We did. Like, because that was uh, fantastic. That was super good news. Super mm-hmm. good news. And it made me super happy. Especially because of how well that, that game did. And how well it looks. It looked really well. And it was... It got uh, a really good... I have to type in Rift apart because it'll just come up. Yep. Got really good reviews. Yep. 96% of people like this game. IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. GameStop, 4.7 out of 5. Metacritic even gave it an 88%, which is fantastic because they're such harsh critics. <laughs> Metacritic is harsh critics, yeah. But, no, cool. Yeah, no. Anyway, moving on to uh, more gamer news. This is bigger news than what I initially read it because, like, whenever I think of DC, I don't think of dark (coughs) comics. I think of, like, Batman. I think of Wonder Woman. I think Mm -hmm. of Aquaman. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, not the actual name of it. So when I read this, I didn't think about it. Yeah. And then I read it again, and I was like, oh, my God. Huge games company Embracer Group bought Dark Horse Comics. I had to do some digging on who Embracer was. 
Uh, Embracer owns a fair bit of companies such I'm sure as that they do. Saber Interactive, Coke Media, and THQ Nordic. And I, Ubisoft? No, no, I don't think they own Ubisoft. I think this is like a a, a, oh, uh, a, com- sir, uh, uh, a company that's similar search to Search for, yeah. But they also own Gearbox Software. They also own Asmodee, which is like a very big company, French publisher for board games, card games, and role-playing games. They own a lot of stuff. Like, more stuff than I realized. That right, owned. right. Like, all these holding groups are definitely, like, taking taking mainstays. Like, if, if, <laughs> if you didn't know Disney's name by Disney, you would be like, whoa, what's this giant corporate entity buying up all of these mm-hmm. things? You understand? And that's just another one right there. Yep. So, um, Embracer Group has bought Dark Horse Comics. Uh, the publisher behind Frank Miller's Sin City has become part of the Embracer Group. Yeah. Um... So, uh, they, they said, I can't express the excitement I feel as Dark Horse moves into this new chapter in our history, uh, said Dark Horse CEO Mike Richardson. The synergies that exist with the Embracer network of companies promises exciting new opportunities, not just for Dark Horse, but also for the creators and companies we work with. Dark Horse Comics is also known for Alien, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Conan, and Star Wars Comics. While the Embracer Group has been snapping up game studios, currently owns Gearbox, Coke Media, Saber Interactive, THQ Nordic, among many, many others. And the move opens up a whole world of possibilities for newly acquired uh, comic publisher. So you're going to see all these fucking crossovers, and it's going to be so fucking cool, Crossovers and game adaptations. Galore, like, DLCs for DC games. Mm. like that involve uh characters from said companies uh own ips and stuff like that they have over you know, 40 projects on- ongoing in netflix amazon sci-fi sony mgm universal and warner media dark horse is producing the witcher comic book series as well as cool memorabilia e- items such as uh its recent Geralt versus kikimura statue depicting the opening fight from the witcher tv series oh so like which the giant, i still the, have not the seen. giant spider versus witcher uh, like, uh, just type in which, which, hold on, I'm gonna type this in right, Witcher and Kiki Moore, which would be this giant ass fucking spider from the fir- from the beginning, this thing, this little, this thing, right here, yeah. Gotcha, that thing's horrifying. Uh-huh. Uh, well, of course, sharing IPs goes both ways, with the Embracer Group keen to develop new games based on its properties owned by Dark Horse Comics. Additionally, there is untapped potential in creating games based on Dark Horse IP and substantial opportunity for synergies with the Embracer Group, both within Dark Horse Comics and Dark Horse Entertainment. What will this entail? For now, uh, we'll have to wait and see, but with titles such as The Mask, Time Cop, and Ghost on their hands, we could see some interesting new games uh-huh. in the years to come. <laughs> Uh, so while we are still talking about acquisitions, I got another one. Tencent. Tencent is, uh, I think, isn't that a mobile, uh, didn't they start as a mobile, uh, publishing company? No. Like. Tencent, uh, it's a Chinese multinational company. Yeah, they probably did. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they started with mobile games. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm positive <coughs> that I paid, played Tencent games before on, uh, the Google Play app. Yep. But, uh, Tencent has announced today that, that it, it has acquired California-based developer Turtle Rock Studios, the developer of Back for Blood and the Left for Dead series. Weird. This is I a, know. This is a weird move. It is a weird move, but, um, I like it. Honestly, I like when acquisitions happen because it opens new doors. Sometimes it shuts a bunch of them, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, but most of the time, like, more often than not, you get some really cool 
combos coming from IPs of collective companies. Yeah. So, um, a press release sent out today notes that Turtle Rock will become part of Tencent, though the studio will retain its independent operations in Lake Forest, Cali, with the existing team continuing to run all studio operations. The press release also confirms that Turtle Rock co-founders Phil Robb and Chris Ashton will continue to lead the studio following the acquisition. Um, we are looking forward to joining the Tencent family of studios. Turtle Rock Studios President and General Manager Steve Gold Goldstein said in the press release, Tencent's outstanding partners, global reach, deep knowledge of gaming, and unprecedented support will help us create the kinds of ambitious games we dream of, while allowing us to retain our auton autonomy and independent spirit. So, pretty much, uh, Tencent's like, yeah, we'll pick you up and, uh, fund some of your games. Just make some money. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. Like, he, they're all like, we aren't gonna, we aren't gonna meddle with your shit, even. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But anyway, uh, <clears throat> Tencent picking up another studio comes as a little surprise, considering the gaming giant has acquired several studios this year. In July, the company announced it was acquiring Sumo Group, the developer behind Sackboy, a big adventure. Oh, In November, as reported by Bloomberg, Tencent announced that it acquired Wake Up Interactive. Never heard of that one. Um, founded in 2002, Turtle Rock Studios began as an independent developer, but in 2008, shortly before its co-op zombie shooter Left 4 Dead was released, the company was acquired by Valve and renamed Valve South. The studio split from Valve in 2010 and refound itself under the name Turtle Rock Studios once more. So, who was, uh, uh, Wake Up Interactive? I looked it up. It was like a Japanese company. Oh, okay, okay. They didn't do anything important. I, could, I couldn't find anything. Really gotcha, it's wrong. probably another mobile apps one. Yep, but since we're talking about games and how important those are and, and how they uh, flush <laughs> out, well, apparently to play games, you have to have chips. And uh, there's been a chip shortage going around, if you don't know, if you really haven't known, but has been going on for a while. It's not affecting just consoles. It's affecting pretty much everything that runs on these chips. Including cars. Including, including there, there, cars. There are whole parking lots of, at GM <clears throat> filled with cars that don't run because they don't have chips. chips. And this is not just there. This is also in like the production company. The production I, I'm just saying GM floors. specifically because it affects us because we're so close. Yeah, but you know like, I mean? production factory floors in China don't have like chips. They just have like lots filled with cars just sitting there right. waiting. Cars that are completely done that are literally just waiting on <clears throat> microchips. Yep, so uh, apparently Intel has come out and said once again, warns the chip shortage is going to continue until 2023. So, yeah, how fun about that? Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger stated that he doesn't expect the ongoing chip shortage to ease before 2023. The plans of a new gaming rig might have been delayed a little bit longer for me. Yeah, so I have to wait. Uh... I might honestly, to me, in my in, just in like future uh, and like expense of what I'm thinking and estimating when I'll get my ex my Xbox update or the new Xbox, probably the end of next year. That's about when I'll get it or hopefully get it is what I'm betting on. But anyways, Gell Singer's comments came during the Southeast Asia business trip where Intel announced a 7.1 billion investment to expand its manufacturing in Malaysia. Uh, and he teased even more Intel investment to come, but he also said stuff about semiconductor manufacturers taking huge profits, investing them. The world has to buffer, protect against future supply stocks. Going into more detail about how the chip shortage has just been like a whole thing because of I don't. We've talked about this before. I feel mm -hmm. like, but we've also t like talked about how it's j affecting also big other big tech 
companies and stuff like that as they're trying to make predictions of supply improvements in 2022 uh, or even oversupply. But apparently, since there's a new variant of COVID spreading apparently rapidly, expectations can be resetting and it's all over the place. We don't know, but they're betting by 2023 it might ease up. That's a hope. That's the hope. That is the hope. <clears throat> because if that's what happens, then that's great. And in 2024, it will be way down. I'm super surprised that I ended up with the rig that I did in this time. Uh-huh. Like, genuinely. Because uh, I, I got a 3060. I landed a 3060. I don't know how. Like, I just blew my own mind. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, speaking of blowing minds, um, Hades... I, I haven't talked about this game in a minute. I actually purchased this game. I actually played this game, which is rare because I never buy things on the hype. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always wait. Always, always, always. Like, usually up to, like, three to six months because game prices. Like, what the fuck? But, uh, there's a, like, if the game is good enough, the price won't change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, especially in that amount of time. But anyway, Hades made history as the first video game to win a Hugo Award. Uh, the Hugo Awards were presented at, first presented in 1953 and honored the best works in science fiction and fantasy. Up until 2021, video games and their stories have not been under consideration, but now that has changed. Okay. While this is exciting, it's important to note that Best Video Game Category was a special category added for only, only for 2021. However, the committee of WSFS Business Meeting has been studying the possibility of adding such a category for several years now. You should. Yeah, then they get more viewers. Get Who more the fuck viewers watches the Hugo Awards? I watch the Oscars. I watch the more, Grammys. I watch, You understand what I'm there's saying? There's a lot more science fiction stories rather told in through video games that are very interactive. Right, than, right. But And I love, <clears throat> I love sci-fi, but their premise is just boring the way they... Pr- produce the show because you know like i said you watch the oscars you watch mm-hmm. the grammys you watch the red carpet you know what i'm saying but nobody watches the hugo awards mm-hmm. you know have you ever sat down like oh it's saturday time to watch the hugo awards no i've sat down and went, oh the oscars are on let's cut it on you know what i mean or, or something like that along those lines i never on purpose just sit there and watch the oscars or the grammys yeah i used to on purpose watch the mtv music video awards but since like 2012 they've been like Meh. Yeah, 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 awful. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. awful. Anyway, uh, while this is exciting, uh, you good? Yeah, sorry. I uh, I thought I was gonna hiccup, and then I didn't because mm-hmm. I like felt it and it moved, and I was like, okay. Anyway, while this is exciting, <laughs> it's important to note the best video game category was the special category. Uh, despite it being a special category, Hades' win is still treated the same as those in permanent categories. Uh, to win a prestigious award, Hades had to best Animal Crossing New Horizons, Spirit Fair, which I'm not sure what that one is, uh, Final Fantasy VII I Remake, uh, The Last of Us Part Two, and Blaze Ball, and I don't know what that one is. I know either. what Spirit Fair is. I mean, I've heard of yeah. Spirit Fair, but I've it's never a, heard of Blaze Ball. It's a fun. I, uh, yeah. No. What what the fuck is Blaze Ball? I don't know. Spirit Fair is Blaze big. with an S, but so Blaze This game, you build your little boat thing, build your little hut and stuff. It's co-op, and you help like spirits like move on. I guess is the sense. That's adorable. It's very adorable and very sad. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, what the fuck? I'm gonna look at Blaze Ball now. Blaze Ball? Blaze Ball. Oh, wait, hold on. That's. <laughs> uh, ooh. Is it turn based? It's a baseball simulation horror game? Wait, hold on. This is. What? 
This sounds like some fucking uh what what is the name of that that digital horror game? What the uh, hell is this? Baseball. The one where they all go in the house. Yeah. Like, well, actually, they were at school and then they got transferred into this house, and it's like a two D top down, and there's monsters, and you have to escape the house. Like, what is this? Baseball. Wait. Okay, hold on. It looks like an indie one, kind of like Undertale. Uh. It. Okay. Here we go. During each week of the game is active, a full season and championship series of Internet Baseball League is simulated, with elections on Sundays in which community can change the rules of the game. Non-player characters such as the league's owner or commissioner occasionally deliver dialogue on the website through Twitter accounts, creating an absurdive horror narrative weird so essentially this is like more fan interaction than like fantasy football stuff like does it's like that but like more interactive where you can just mess with anything in the game in the game weird that's so weird i don't know how that works oh well Uh, i'm kind uh, of interested where do you find it what is uh, it it? right here pc right here it's how do you what do you do line in saga what do you do wait hold on it said play now, right in the middle. It did? Yeah, on the page. Oh. Oh, you gotta sign up. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, Is it a free game? I, uh, I Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. That's weird. You learn something new every day, guys. So, uh, that's all I really wanted to say about that. Um, but anyway, uh, Hades has also taken home the honor of winning IGN's Game of the Year 2020, nine awards at the inaugural Global Game Industry Awards, the uh-huh. best game at GDC Choice Awards 2021, BAFTA Game Awards 2021, uh, South by Southwest uh, Gaming Awards 2021, the Gay, G-A-Y, Gaming Awards what? 2021. I've never heard of that You've one. you never heard of the Gaming Awards? It's mm. like an LGBTQ Gaming Awards thing. Where they uh, give out awards to, like, the, the best, like, inclusive games. Never heard of it. Yeah, no, gaming. G-A-Y-M-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. Gaming. Uh, words 2021. The Dice Awards 2021. And even more. They mm-hmm. have more awards than that. So the game did fantastic. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I'm not one who likes those... Uh, what, do you, what do you call those? It's not a dungeon crawler. It's a... Uh, where you go back and start over. It's not roguelite, is it? It's a repeat. It's a loop game. It's not roguelite. There's a word for it. Like, there's literally a word for that. The game's that loop. <clears throat> Dungeon. Crawler. Da 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 Roguelites. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's called a roguelite, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a great example, a classic example of a roguelike game. <clears throat> I have it. I just haven't played it in a while because... I yeah, I think I crunched like 36 hours into it and then stopped because like I... Uh, you got busy. Went to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a new job. I think that was that summer where I didn't really like have a job. Uh-huh. And I only worked like one day a week. And Brian was supporting my bum ass. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, moving on speaking to more bum, bum asses. I was gonna say. <laughs> right, speaking more bum asses. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven developer CDPR uh, has settled with unhappy investors for only one point eight five million. I personally think that they should have settled for a little bit more, like of the profits, because like, how are you gonna sell a game that's not fucking done? 
Like, mm-hmm. you you know how I feel about this. I've been going off about it all fucking year. I'm not going to waste people's time with it. But they did settle. So, uh, as per a document shared Done. by The Verge, details surrounding the negotiations have now been outlined. Though these will still likely need to be looked over by a court, members of the class, including the plaintiffs, shall relinquish any and all claims against the company and members of its management board, reads a passage in the document. In return, a settlement in the amount of $1.85 milli shall be handed out... Uh, to the class by the company and its insurer. All right. Yep. Uh, so, it had about 30,000 refunds uh, on the PlayStation Store. Um, I still have it. You still have it? I still have it. And I'll probably play it when they're done with the updates. Because I do want to play through it again with the updates. I liked the game, but I hated the bugs. They really killed it. That's this the big thing about it. So... Uh, yeah, no, they got payout. Finally, they're done with this. Unlike the Apple Epic lawsuit that's still going, yeah. the Activision Blizzard lawsuit that's still going, those are going to go on for a long time. Forever. <clears throat> Forever. They're just going to continue rotating continuously. So, yeah, CDPR is out of out of, out of of that shitstorm. They have the money to sustain themselves for a while because of all their Witcher stuff, but... Uh, we're gonna move on to just a small tidbit. I don't know why I added this. It's just very, very small, but it's something pretty big because this is one of the big games that kind of brought in the spy game industry, and that is Splinter Cell, and it is official. Ubisoft is making a remake of the Splinter Cell saga and the classic stealth game. Uh, Ubisoft Toronto is remaking the classic game using their Snowdrop engine, which is being used for Avatar Front... Avatar Frontiers of Pandora and the upcoming Star Wars game. Uh, Matt West is serving as the producer and says the game will still be a linear, will still be linear and have the spirit of the early games, but will be built it from the ground up, including greatly enhanced visuals. And that's pretty much it about that. They don't have any more details. So, new Splinter Cell game. If you really are into that, I remember playing it like once, and it was cool. It was fun to play as that. It was like just it was really stealth based. It's one of those stealth-based games that you really have to just, like, know your stealth, know how to traverse the area without being spotted and whatnot. And, and I'm not thinking about Splinter Cell. I'm thinking about a Tom Clancy game, my bad. Mm-hmm. Well, no, like, it is yeah, a Tom Clancy but, game. Is it? Yeah, Splinter Cell is Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy Splinter Cell. Oh. That's a real. That's a thing. If I, is that, hold on. Is that the full name? Hold on. If I am if I am wrong... No, I'm right. Yeah, Tom Clancy Splinter Cell. Yeah, I remembered it. Yeah. That is the full name. Oh, well then, yeah. I probably played Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. I played one... <laughs> What's the fucking Tom Clancy game that went to PSP? Because I beat that one. Uh, just type in PSP. Uh, games for PS Recon Predator? Yes. Ghost Recon Predator? I played Ghost Recon 2. I played Ghost Recon 2, and I played Ghost Recon Predator. And I have Ghost Recon Wildlands. Which Ghost. Was a, no, just... I, I, I got this one, which was a really, really fun one, too. That was a really fun one. You play in Bolivia. Yeah, I like ghost, I like the Ghost Recon series. This but... one, you have, like, your own team, and you, like, can, and you like have to take down a drug cartel going in Bolivia and stuff like that. It was really... I think I played that one. This one's a really fun one. What year did that come out? 2017. Mm, maybe not. 
Yeah, I really like that one. That was a good one. Uh, but yeah, new Splinter Cell coming out whenever. Speaking of new games coming out, Alan Wake 2. I look forward to this survival horror game, and it will feature the game's original actors. It is official. Director Sam Link has confirmed that the original actors from the first Alan Wake game will be returning for the second. I'm going to butcher this name. Ika Vili and Matthew, Matthew Peretta will reprise their roles as the eponymous protagonist, with the former portraying the character's model, character's model and latter portraying his voice. It is also interesting to note that Vili has also played Doc Casper Darling in Remedy's other game, Control. I remember that. I do remember that. Additionally, Lake has confirmed that Alan Wake 2 will be a third-person perspective, similar to both of the previous two games. Uh, and the game is using the same in-house engine as Control, which makes me really happy, because Control was such a beautifully put-together game. Uh, and it, uh, it has been announced that it's going to be on the new generation consoles only, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, and a PC version of the game is going to come in the Epic Game Store and be an exclusive there. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Original actors coming back for it, which is really awesome to see because I, I, lo I like it when they bring back actors for stuff like that and keep it keep it canonical and whatnot. And it's going to be a survival horror game, which I know you won't play. I will personally play it because I like I'm literally on the Rad Brad's channel right now looking at his walkthrough. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it said survival horror, I was like, oh, I'm not going to play it. Probably like I'm not going to play Returnal and I'm probably going to like sell it. Alan Wake's... <laughs> the original Alan Wake was more story-based than like... It was an action-adventure game. It wasn't really... I guess you could call this it... playthroughs from 2011. So it is. Like, it is old. It's two, It's a 2010 game. It's, it kind of is a survival horror, but I wouldn't call it... It is a horror game, but I wouldn't call it full-on horror. I definitely know they're going to take this They're gonna take this one to so the next... So what's in it? Like, is it like ghosts? Or it's, like... it's hard to explain. It's where Alan Wake's book that he's trying to write becomes real and he has to fight the d it, it's it's okay here we go i'm gonna pull it up a story follows the best-selling thriller novelist alan wake as he tries to uncover the mystery behind his wife's disappearance during a vacation in a small town called bright falls washington all while experiencing events from a plot in his latest novel which he cannot remember writing coming to life well, that's scary. Yeah, and that ties into control because con it's, that, it's literally that movie uh, uh, with Johnny Depp. What the fuck did we watch? Oh no! Where he was losing his mind in the cabin. <sighs> he was out there writing a book. Jeez. Uh, it's not Mystic River, I don't think. Johnny Depp cabin. I'm just gonna take that in and see what comes up. Cabin. Secret, Secret window. window. Yeah. Okay. Secret window. Right. I fucking watched that shit. Like mm -hmm. it's literally Secret Window, but better. Mm -hmm. You can't. It, that, that's one of John, Johnny Depp's worst films, and I'm not gonna, <laughs> like, I, I really, genuinely just did mm -hmm. not like um, Secret Window. No, so. th this is essentially ties into Control as. Uh, uh, control brings in the idea of entities like SCP stuff where it's like paranormal supernatural stuff that breaks the laws of physics mm -hmm. and Alan Wake's story essentially was one of those things an entity um, and uh, they're going to probably follow it up in the sequel and make it much much ter more terrifying 
and I, 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 I'm excited for that. But also another thing I'm excited. Is it narrative heavy? Yeah, it's narrative heavy. It's like oh. it, they're all their games are narrative heavy. Cinematic wise, they try to make it like a from a, uh, from this company. Yeah, Remedy tries to make their games very cinematic, uh, cinematically made, and try to make the games not just feel like a video game, but also like a movie at the same time. Like you're playing a movie. Like Quantum Break. Yeah, like Quantum Break. And then also Control had that same feel, except it was a lot more open. And then Alan Wake was a lot more linear. Was Control a horror game? Control was like a, a cosmic horror, I would call it. Dungeon Crawler. I wouldn't call it a very big horror, but I would call it it had some horror elements put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't bother me too, too terribly much. As long as there aren't like fucking jump scares there's and, like, very scary ass monsters fucking popping mm, out. There it's sometimes. Sometimes, but they're not they're they're like so Even when I played The Last of Us, that movie uh, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you you see yes, uh-huh, it's a very narrative it. game. Yeah. But uh it, it freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, like no. no dude, like those clickers, no dude. I couldn't finish that game. I remember I bought that game and I returned it in the same mm-hmm. week. But, uh, <laughs> something else... Not that I didn't, like, it wasn't a good game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just had to watch the playthrough. No, that's fine. Because just my anxiety level. So, something else I'm, we're both uh, interested in seeing is Dr. Disrespect, a former uh, very popular Twitch, Twitch yeah. uh, uh, streamer, has started a new AAA game studio with X-Halo and Call of Duty devs. And that's pretty interesting. So, Guy Beam... That's who, fantastic. Yeah. Like... So Guy Beam, known as Dr. Disrespect, is launching this studio called Midnight Society. So, interesting name already there. Uh, the new studio is taking on a community approach into game development that plans to involve players and influences at stages at all stages of development. So that's awesome. Uh, he, If you don't know who Dr. Disrespect was, I, it's, it's kind of... In the radio, in the radar, off the radar for some people. To me, I've kind of, I've pretty much known. He used. I didn't watch his content. I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. You know what I mean? Like, but I can recognize Doctor Disrespect by his awful hair and glasses and mustache, which is all fake. Which is yeah, no, no, it's all it's it's all fake. Not not everybody knows that. (laughs) Right, right, right. But like, uh, you could just tell that it's fake by the way that it looks. Uh But um, yeah, that that's pretty much all that I really know about the guy is that he got kicked off of Twitch for doing something that wasn't even bad. It it wasn't it wasn't bad, and it became a big controversy. Now he's been uh like on a lawsuit with them and whatnot so because of that and then dealing with like just game companies in general because he knows the gaming industry because he's worked in it himself uh he is now looking to start a a double a slash triple a gaming studio uh with a unique twist uh his goal is to develop a studio in partnership with a select list of medical influencers i don't think that's going to be this now it's now going to be a select a list of people who have worked in the game industry on previous popular triple-a games just pewds just be dr disrespect well you know what like i've played a couple of pewdiepie's games and they are not bad no he knows what he's doing like yeah 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 100 like i like (laughs) the narrative that he pushes along like i played the youtuber simulator Mm -hmm. i uh played the one where you um there's the one with the farts yeah no his his poop fart game yeah yeah I'm not gonna. Uh, it's just, it's not worth it. What typing in Felix Shelberg games? No, no. I was just gonna type in PewDiePie games. 
and see what comes up. But that's just gonna give PewDiePie's tuber simulator. Yeah, tuber simulator. You have the, that the one I definitely game. played the fuck out of that uh, game. And look, it still it still has a four point nine out of five on yeah. the on the Apple App Store and a four point seven out of five on mm-hmm. the Google Play Store. That one was a lot of fun. Um like he he had that one. He had uh the one with the farts. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. one right here. Yeah, that it one. Right there. It's not showing yet, but you know what? Oh well. Uh, yeah, but he is now getting people like, uh, where the fuck was that name? Uh, Robert Bowling and Quinn Del Hayo, who are basically people who have worked on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, and Del Hayo was a, was a level designer for Gears of War and Halo. So, yeah. He's got good people working on in this AAA studio that he's creating, which is really cool to see. I wonder what kind of games they're going to try to create from the studio. Uh, but speaking of Halo, Halo Infinite's newest event has come out, but unfortunately, it demands a big commitment to it. So I have started this event. It start it started today. Uh, which you'll be probably listening to this t- t- uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, but it started on Tuesday on the, what's today, the 21st? Yeah, on the 21st, and it runs to January 24th, and it's called the Winter Contingency, and essentially you just get some new uh, gear free for this uh, event, but the thing is, the, 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 the compromise is you have to play 10 out of the 14 days that it is go- it is active and each you know day, that's not even that bad it's really not. like because uh when call of duty for their battle royale whatever that one's called uh did their halloween special for last halloween i played the absolute fuck out of that game got all of the all of the perks like i ended up buying like a season pass for that season Mm -hmm. too and i think that is the most fun that i've had playing call of duty in a very very long time and um it was where you got turned into like uh like a zombie Mm -hmm. you got turned into a zombie and then your goal was to turn more people into zombies or and cure yourself you know what i mean you get points for turning into zombies and killing people and then you can collect vials from where people died and then turn yourself back into human and then try to outlive all the zombies and then when all the zombies die or if you're like the last zombie uh alive then uh you would win the game Mm -hmm. and that was so much fun because of the superpowers that you got from doing that you were able to jump over fucking buildings and stuff like that it was absolutely insane completely nuts and totally crazy and the most fun that i think i've had playing a call of duty game because it was something so different and so genuinely like unexpected from Call of Duty after all this time. Yeah. It wasn't just your your regular like, oh, if you play the game, you can win a Santa hat so that they can see you from across the map and pop your cap. And I'll be like, "All right, dude, like let's n- no thank you. I, I don't want I don't want to play for bad gear, you know what I mean? Type mm-hmm. of deal, but uh sorry for hijacking this no, and making it about good. Call of Duty. I was just making a, a similarity thing. This... Uh but uh, for for that like in order to get everything, you had to play like literally almost every single day. Mm-hmm. For the three weeks that they had it open, just about three weeks that they had this event open, and it was absolutely fucking nuts to get all of that stuff. Like, I, wow. This is pretty easy. You just gotta level up once per day, but the thing is, you have to commit 10 of the 14 days. I'm not gonna be here for a certain amount of days, so 
I'm going to miss out on what I've estimated as f the last four items, which, in my opinion, are the best of the, the ten that you get. Uh, the first two, you unlock a armor coating. You unlock a, a two shoulder pads, which look cool. You unlock uh, an armor kit. You unlock a, a coating for your assault rifle and pistol. Now, these are the things I won't get. I won't get the pistol coating, which pisses me off. I won't get the... Uh, what else is going on the left the the thought whatever it is it's like a satchel carry thing that goes on your character on the side i won't get a, a one of the special armor coatings which is like a what is it called sunset Kutessa, which makes it look like you're i'm trying to think of the word it makes you look caramel it makes you look like like, like you it makes you look like a, <laughs> uh yeah, you get some stuff, uh, which is pretty interesting. It's just it sucks that I'm not gonna be able unless I unless unless I get the backbone, which is the the handheld device thing that allows me to play games on my phone. If I get that, then I can while I'm on vacation. But that's that that's something I have to bet on for the next couple of days. Other than that, this ends on January fourth, and that's all I wanted to talk about. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that brings us up to our last item. And I made you move this one down because it totally is an item. Um, the Invincible Series 2 animated figures have been revealed by Diamond Select. So, Invincible fans have something to look forward on the top of the news that Amazon has ordered sure. two more seasons of the animated series. Uh, Diamond Select Toys is releasing a second series of figures inspired by the show. And IGN has the first look. So you can take a look on the website or you can Google, you know, uh, Invincible Figures uh, for uh, Series 2. Series 12, that's not the right number. Series 2, mm -hmm. series two. animated figures. Uh, like most DST figures, Adam, Eve, and Robot are designed in a 7-inch scale. Uh, each figure was sculpted by Chris Stahlberg that, to mimic the show's animation style. The figure... The figures feature 16 points of articulation and come with accessories and interchangeable parts, cool. like an alternate head for Eve and chest plate for Robot. Cool. These figures are priced at $24.99, which is affordable. I found an affordable item, guys. Um, and are slated for release in summer 2022. Right. Pre-orders aren't open quite yet, but both figures will be available for purchase as a set and individually on Diamond's website beginning Thursday, December 23rd. Uh, I wonder how much the Omni-Man and Invincible Omni-Man's probably going to be costing the same. I feel like they're all You think? $24.99? I think they're all going to cost the same. Well, I think this might be the, mm -hmm. the combo mm -hmm. one. This is, is an article. This is a combo website. one? This is an article. Oh, no, I, I, I know that. I'm just trying to find those here. Big Bad Toy Story. Now. 45. So it is a... It is For the a, duo, yeah. Okay, so it is a duo. I did not know that. 45.99. Yeah, that's not bad for mm -hmm. two 7-inch scale, like, uh... Mm-hmm. Which you get, yeah. you get interchangeable hands and stuff like that as well. Right. And a head. And a new head for anime, which I wish... It, which, it doesn't show it, but I wish... I wish this head had some blood on it. Just a little bit. I wish they came with a free subway. Oh, <laughs> uh, the uh, subway set. Yes, the uh. subway set. <laughs> I love that. Release the subway set. Mm -hmm. uh, so. So I th I think that's gonna. Yeah, be I think that's today. really it. Like, um, I think we really wrapped it up nice and neat this week, and I think we got a pretty fast show relatively for you guys just about 
sitting right about two hours. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully you liked it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And hopefully we get to hear you get to hear from us next week. Yeah. No, uh, you guys might not be hearing a new show from us, like we said, but do expect at least one. It's coming. Two pieces it's of just content. we've been busy and I and I. And I only had like a week of being home, and there was a lot of stuff that was going Whoa, on. Whoa, Zach, he goes on vacation. I, if, <laughs> if I didn't go on vacation, we would do more, but I, I, I opted totally into doing kidding. this. I'm totally kidding. Yeah. So. All right. Well, until next time, boys and girls, uh, stay frosty and don't look up Master Chief Hentai. It's my bedtime, so I need to go to bed. Good Nighty night, night baby boy. <laughs> It seems as if you have done it. <clears throat> done what you ask? Hmm. Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.